welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. In verse 13 of our passage, Paul writes, and you who were dead. Paul, Paul is telling the church in Colossae, Paul is telling you today that you were dead. In other words, Paul is saying, you just thought you were alive, but you actually weren't. Yes, you were breathing. Yes, your heart was beating. Yes, you were moving. You were eating. You were thinking. You were talking but you were really dead. You just didn't know it. The walking dead. Shuffling through life, aimless in life, with a hunger that is never ceasing, a desire that's insatiable. That hunger, that hunger is a hunger for God, a longing for God, a desire for God. That hunger is a hunger that can only be filled by God because that is how you were created. You were created to be filled with God, to know God, to serve God. But on your own, left to your own desires, you try to satisfy that hunger, that longing, that desire with anything but God. You try to satisfy that hunger, fill yourself with work or getting more stuff or relationships, or grades, or academic degrees, or, or, or politics, or, or pleasure, or whatever you spend time and money to fill your life with, to fill your heart with, for, for meaning, for value, for significance, for purpose, for satisfaction. But ultimately, none will satisfy. Ultimately, none will fill. And so what do you do? You move on to the next thing. Still hungry, still longing, still desiring, not really knowing where to look, not, not knowing what will fill you, not knowing what will satisfy you. Empty and dead. And Paul, Paul tells us what causes this state of being, this, this death in life. Listen, listen to verse 13 again. <clears throat> And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. Paul says you were dead in your trespasses. Dead because of your trespasses. In other words, dead in your sin. That's what a trespass is. It's a sin. And, and, and literally, trespass means pass across. If you trespass, you have passed across a line. If you trespass, you have crossed over a boundary. You've jumped a fence that you shouldn't have. And this line, this fence, this boundary is God's word. The line, the boundary, the fence is God's will. God's commands. God's law. Now for, now for Adam, for, for the first man, the line, the boundary, the fence was one thing. One thing, just one. God spoke one command. God gave one law. 
Adam, see that tree over there? Don't eat the fruit from it. You can eat from any other tree. You can eat from any other bush. You can eat from any other plant. Just not this one. And what did Adam do? He passed across the line. He crossed over the boundary. He jumped the fence. He trespassed. He rebelled. He ate the fruit. He sinned. Now, our Old Testament reading was from Genesis. And in this passage from Genesis, God delivers Adam's punishment for his trespass, delivers Adam's punishment for his sin. And in Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, the Lord speaks these words to Adam, For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Death. Adam's punishment for sin is death. Adam will die. Adam will return to the dust. Now, that was not God's intent. Adam was created to live. God formed Adam from the dust of the ground. God shaped Adam from the dust of the ground. And God breathed into Adam the breath of life so that he was body and soul. Just like you, existing body and soul. When God created Adam, death was not part of creation. Death did not await Adam or any other living thing in creation. Death was not present. But Adam disobeyed God. Adam passed over the line. He jumped the fence. He trespassed. And though he did not die immediately, he was cursed to death. He became the walking dead dead. And, and all of his descendants, including you, including me, bear the same curse, cursed to death, cursed to be the walking dead, infected by sin, alienated from God, empty, and born to die. But the Lord, in his mercy, created another line The Lord, in his mercy, made another boundary. He built another fence. And if you stayed inside this line, if you never crossed this boundary, if you never jumped this fence, if you never trespassed, you would escape the curse. You would not return to the dust, but live. And this gift was the Ten Commandments. The law given to God's people on Mount Sinai, given through Moses, summarized by Jesus with these words. Listen to Jesus' words from Matthew 22. You shall love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. The law of love. And anything outside of this law of love is passing over the line. Anything outside of this is crossing a boundary. Anything outside of this is jumping a fence. In other words, failing to love is of trespass. 
It's a sin. And everyone who has ever lived except one has trespassed, has jumped the fence. If you you have one thought of anger, just one thought of anger against someone else, you've trespassed. If you have one twinge of envy over someone, you've trespassed. If you speak one word that tears someone down, you have trespassed. You failed to love. And so you're dead. Cursed to death. The living dead. But this isn't the only reason. This is one reason. Paul gives another reason. Listen again. And you, this is verse 13. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. Paul says you were dead, dead in your trespasses, dead because of your trespasses, and dead because of the uncircumcision of your flesh. So what's Paul talking about here? Now, first, given to Abraham, circumcision was a sign of God's covenant. Circumcision was a sign that you belonged to God. It was a sign that you were part of God's people, that God had chosen you, that his gracious promises were for you. And it was a sign cut into the flesh, showing that that nothing can take away this covenant. Now, yes, it was a sign only for males, But women were included in this sign through men. Women were included in this sign through their fathers and through their husbands. Therefore, therefore, if you were uncircumcised, this meant you were not a Jew. This meant you were not a descendant of Abraham, which meant you were not part of God's covenant. You were not part of God's people. You did not belong to God. He was not your God. In other words, uncircumcision meant that you were a Gentile, a non-Jew. And it meant you were dead. Dead in your uncircumcision. Because outside of God's covenant, outside of God's gracious covenant, there is nothing but death. If you don't belong to God, there's nothing but death. But here is another problem. There's nothing that you can do. You're cursed. Dead. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. There's no vaccine for it. You can't satisfy your hunger. You can't satisfy your longing. You can't find peace. You can't breathe life into yourself. You can't save yourself. But God can. And listen, listen to verse 13 again. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all of our trespasses by canceling the record of death that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. God made you alive. You were dead. But God gives you life. How? 
by forgiving your trespasses, by forgiving all the times that you passed over the line, by forgiving all the times that you crossed the boundary, all the times you jumped the fence, God forgives all the times that you broke his law, you didn't follow his commands, all the times that you failed to love him and your neighbor. God forgives it. Now, Paul describes sin like a debt. He describes trespasses like like a debt. It's a, a debt that you hold, a debt that you can't pay, a debt that you can never pay. You owe too much. The, the interest is too high. You're, you're in too deep. And no matter how much time, and no matter how, how, how much time you have, no matter how much you make, you can't pay it. And God wipes it clean erases it, cancels it, forgives it. It's like, it's like getting a letter from the bank, the, the bank that holds the loan on your home, the, the bank that you make mortgage payments to every month, the bank that holds your student loan or your business loan or your, your car loan. It's like, it's like getting a letter from the bank that states you no longer have a debt. Your balance within a zero. You're debt free. Now, in shock, you, you, you call up the bank and ask how this was so. And they tell you that someone paid it. Someone paid it for you as a gift, a gift of love. So, how, how does God do this? How does God forgive your trespasses? How does God cancel your debt? How how does God give you life? Well, Paul says he nailed it to the cross. Your debt is nailed to the cross. Your curse is nailed to the cross. In Jesus Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the the image of the invisible God, the one in whom the fullness of God dwells, descendant of Adam. This Jesus takes on your debt, your debt of trespasses against God, your debt of sin against God. He takes it on himself as his own, and he pays it with his life. In him, your debt is canceled. Through him, you're free. On the cross, Jesus takes on your curse, death, and he takes your punishment for sin, death, so that you might live. Jesus gives you life, breathes life into you, makes your heart of stone beat again, fills it with himself, satisfies your hunger, your longing, and gives you peace so that no longer, no longer do you have to shuffle aimlessly through life, empty, seeking to be filled, seeking fulfillment. Now alive, you can serve the one who gives you life. Now alive, you can live for him. And Jesus has opened up God's covenant to you. 
Through Jesus, God opens up his covenant to all people, to those who are not descendants of Abraham. Through faith in Jesus, you, uncircumcised Gentile, are now part of God's covenant people. You belong to the Lord. He's chosen you, claimed you, given his promises in Jesus to you. And the mark of this covenant is no longer circumcision, but baptism. So when you are struggling, remember your baptism. When you feel hopeless, remember your baptism, because your baptism is a sign that you were dead dead in your trespasses, dead in your sin, dead in your uncircumcision, but God has made you alive in Christ, forgiving your trespasses, canceling your debt of sin, claiming you as his own, and doing so out of love, out of love for you. You belong to him. That's the gospel. That's the good news of Jesus Christ, and it's good news for you. Good news that's sealed in your baptism. And this good news is it's for you. This good news is for Jackson, and, and it's for Madison, and Ridgeland, and Clinton, and Flowood, and Brandon. This good news is for the world. Because there's a lot of walking dead out there, and they don't even know it. Not even aware of it. But God's heart is for them. Remember, that's what you were. So now alive, go, bold, go boldly, go out boldly and live. You're alive, go out, live, live. You're alive and live pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus in word and deed, pointing to the one who gives life to the dead, who fills the hunger of our hearts, pointing to the one who gives purpose and peace and hope. Go and point to your Savior. And for those that you point to your Savior, invite them to worship. Invite them to be part of a covenant community, to experience the same joy you have in knowing that your debt is nailed to the cross. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 